Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 324. And today we are going to be discussing 10 things that you can do for fall in Walt Disney World. Before we get started, if all of this talk today has you wanting to come down and experience Walt Disney World, a little bit cooler weather, emphasis on little bit. <laughs> Ooh, and it's a pun for our friend Hannah Little with Creating Magic Vacations. I'm really on the nose today. You are. You need to get that ball rolling and get something booked. You can do it for the fall or maybe early winter or even late winter. It's always pretty good weather down here in central Florida. And you can experience the 50th decorations and the 50th celebration going on for the next 18 months. Maybe catch some Christmas decorations. Now is the time to start that planning process. You can reach Hannah at Detour to Neverland dot com slash little bit of Disney or much easier. Just go down to the show notes and you can click the link there. Hannah will get you set up. All of her services are completely free. She will get you set up and make sure that you have all your dining reservations, that you understand Genie Plus going into that new era that we are getting started and just make sure that you and your family are set up for success. So we highly recommend reaching out to Hannah to get that planning process started today. So are you ready to talk about fall? I am. So at the time of this recording, today it was in the 60s for moments that we were actually awake. So for a while, <laughs> it's been hitting the 60s overnight, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning. But this morning, I took the dogs outside at, I don't know, 830 or something. And it was actually a little bit, it was a C word. It was, it was a little cool outside. Oh, my goodness. We have been waiting for this we were even walking around disney springs today and there were moments where we were in the shade of course it feels a little different when you're in the sun but we thought it felt lovely outside and this is exactly what we've been waiting for i do think that this is a time of year where a lot of people overlook disney world probably because of school and work schedules this is when everyone is getting back into everything it's before the holidays it's not a great time for vacationing, but at the same time, this is the perfect time for a Disney World vacation. And I think when I think fall, I think it is a little bit busier and you're maybe trying to pinch pennies a little bit as you're getting ready for the holidays. Maybe like the perfect weekend trip type thing, I think, is where Disney World really shines this time of year. Disneyland as well, but today <sighs> we're just going to talk about Disney World. But Disneyland has perfect weather like year round. Year round. Yeah, they stink. But I do think when you think about fall, obviously it is not synonymous with Central Florida and Disney World. We joke all the time that we don't actually have seasons. Last year in fourth grade, I taught about seasons and I had students who could not grasp the idea of snow. You know, they've just never seen it. And it was funny for us to kind of sit down as the cool weather is coming into Central Florida and think about how can we really feel fall in Disney World. 
especially with all the 50th things that are going on right now, we kind of also joke that a lot of the fall has been taken out in lieu of the 50th celebration right now. So we, we are going the extra mile to search it out. Yes. So we have a list of 10 things. They are in no particular order, but these are just 10 things that we think that fall or early winter are the perfect time to experience these things in Walt Disney World. And I kind of went into it as these are things that I don't want to do in the summer. Like it's too hot or it's too <laughs> rainy, whatever the reason might be. Like these are only things that I'm doing this time of year. So number one, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. This one is probably the one that most people would think of, of what you have to do in fall. But you have to eat a s'more at your resort. So pretty much every resort, I know at least moderate and up, and I bet there's some way that you could do it at a value as well. But I know all the moderates at least have the fire pits set up and have the materials ready for you nightly to get that done. And... A little trick here, you don't actually have to be staying at those resorts. They're not checking magic bands or anything like that if you want to enjoy a s'more at night. So maybe a long day at Magic Kingdom gets a little bit cooler. You want to take the boat over to Wilderness Lodge, for example, and have dinner at Geyser Point. Your dessert could be a s'more at Wilderness Lodge, which is a complimentary item. There are not many things... In Disney that are for free, but I do think Disney does a really good job with the like at resort entertainment. I don't know exactly what the role of those cast members would be, but they do come up with some pretty creative like arts and crafts some days. And I think s'mores is something that they do very regularly. I would be surprised if you came down for vacation and you could not find a night where they were doing s'mores or where they were not doing s'mores. I think it's nightly. You think it's every night? I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, then that's even better. You could do s'mores every night. Yes. So like the Polynesian, for example, all of their uh, big drums is what they start the fire in are out near the beach. Wilderness Lodge is kind of the same thing. It's near the water. So you can always ask a cast member. They can point you in the right direction, but they'll provide you with the stick and the ingredients needed to make a s'more. And then the ultimate question is, do you burn your marshmallow? Oh my gosh, no. Do you burn your marshmallow? You know, sometimes you just get in a mood where you need to burn the marshmallow and it like it provides just a little extra texture on it. But normally I am just a get it enough where it's gooey. It's a little brown. It's gotta be the perfect you just you have to do that trick where you kind of set it on the side. It's gonna take a little longer, but it's totally worth it if you don't stick it directly in the fire. Yeah, that's what's nice about, you know, everybody set up these little fire pits in their backyards and they have the bricks Mm -hmm. that surround them and the bricks get so hot that you can almost just set your marshmallow on the brick and it'll... Well, you have to put the graham cracker first. You can just put a marshmallow on a brick. There's a science to this, I guess. There is a science. Okay, we ready to move on to number two? Number two. We kind of encompassed a whole bunch of things into this one because I do think it's an all-day event if you want to make it one but fort wilderness screams fall and there's three things in particular that i think you could do when you're visiting fort wilderness number one thing you have to do is visit the tricircle d ranch which is the horse barn which they there's always i think at least one horse in there last time we went in there there were two or three set up and they were even moving some out and about 
And sometimes they do pony rides out there for the youngsters. I do unfortunately think there's a weight limit for pony <laughs> rides. And I think I surpassed that amount. Yeah, I do believe they, they take very good care of their horses. And I don't know what the weight limit would be, but I don't think it's meant for adults of any kind. And don't quote me on this, but I believe the pony rides, and this is specifically for kids, are complimentary or Ooh, no, you don't think so? I would highly doubt that. I thought they only made you pay if it was ho- actual horseback riding, like for adults, but could be wrong. Yeah, I'd have a hard time believing that they would not charge you. I'll look for it up real quick rides. if you talk about the rest of the things going on at Fort Wilderness. Okay, so you kind of previewed one of them. The second thing would be just horseback riding. So they do have lots of trails over, you know, throughout the campgrounds where they will guide you on a tour with a horse. And we've never done that, but it does sound pretty cool. It sounds very fall. The, what we have done in the past is a Segway tour, which, again, was pretty cool. These are not like Paul Blart Mall Cop Segways. These are meant You've to be— You've never even seen Paul Blart Mall Cop. No, but I know, who, I know the reference, so that's all that really matters, right? When you think Segway, what else would you think of? A mall cop. Exactly. These are off-roading segways. Like they are meant to be in the wilderness. So they go through all sorts of terrain. Um, It was just like a two-hour tour. So it doesn't have to be an all-day thing if you have other things that you want to do that day. But it is an interesting way to see the campground. You do get to visit the horses while you're on your tour and you get kind of like a back view of spaceship, no, Space Mountain. Oh my gosh, of Space Mountain. So it's fun. Yeah, I was about to say if you made it over to Spaceship Earth, that's a long, that's a long ride. Yeah, you might be swimming. But you do get a really cool view of Bay Lake, which is not an area that you get to see that often, unless you're going over to Fort Wilderness or Wilderness Lodge very often. I guess the backside of Contemporary sees it as well. They do have the information on pony rides. They're not free, but they are very affordable for Disney standards. They are $8 per person. Oh, does it say anything about what per person means? Yes. So the riders must be at least two years of age, under 80 pounds, and no taller than 48 inches, and able to hang on by themselves. And then the parent or guardian must be able to lead the pony with the child. So, Oh, okay. But it doesn't say like how long it takes or anything, but I think you just go a couple laps around the little pony area. But $8, that's that's not bad. And it also says no reservations required. So it's just you show up, pick a pony. And there you go. And go in a circle. And you're off. Very cool. Okay. But other than that, I think Fort Wilderness is just a really cool area. If you want to stay there, I think this is a really neat time to stay there. I, For some reason, I don't have any interest in this entire resort during the summer. I don't know why. It just doesn't speak to me at all. It doesn't feel as fitting with all the trees or I guess I'm thinking Wilderness Lodge now, but I always picture like the big fireplace so just the outdoorsiness of everything. I guess if you're into camping more so, then this might be a good summer place. But we've never been much that into camping. That would be awful. No air conditioning? That's what I'm saying. We've never been big into camping. So it doesn't give off that 
energy for us. The other thing that I think is really cool about this time of year at Fort Wilderness are the decorations. So you can either do these on the Segway Tour or you can probably see some on horseback riding trails, I would assume. Probably a little bit. Or you can just walk around or if you're staying at the resort, you can rent a little go-kart, golf cart. Golf cart. (laughs) Yeah, not a (laughs) go-kart. And do it. But a lot of families will come down and set up their RV sites or their campsites and decorate them for Halloween or Christmas or maybe even some Thanksgiving in between. And that's just a really fun, free, I put it in air quotes because you might have to make a dining reservations in order to get back there. But somehow you can get back there. You could always take the boat over, I guess. Yeah, probably the boat. Yeah. So anyway, you can walk around and see all the decorations. And some people go all out. And that's why I think this is the perfect time to visit Fort Wilderness campgrounds. Oh, absolutely. Decorations. I feel like they need to make videos. I mean, it probably is on TikTok or something. I probably just haven't seen it. But I feel like that's a very underrated aspect of going to Fort Wilderness. I think so, too. So number three, your favorite, my favorite? Golf. Golfing during the summer is not the move in Central Florida. It is way too hot. There is way too much rain. And this is the time of year that if you're going to partake in golf, and when we talk about this, I think I'm encompassing normal 18 or nine hole golf, foot golf, or mini golf, this is all the time to do it. Mini golf, you can get away with it at night because most of the times they have the lights set up for all of the places. But if, especially if you're going to play nine holes or 18 holes, this is perfect. You can go in the morning and get the crisp morning air. You can go in the evening and it's just, or go in the middle of the day for most of the time and you're not going to be completely miserable out there. This is actually, this is not the advantageous way to play golf for my cost perspective though, because Disney does and all of Florida kind of flips the seasons from where you were most likely from. So in Tennessee, when we would play, it'd be most expensive to play in the summer and cheaper to play at the tail end of fall or at the early spring. Here in Central Florida, it's flipped. It's cheapest to play during the summer because nobody wants to be out there <laughs> during that time, and it's more expensive now. But if you're gonna, if you want to play golf in Central Florida, I think the Disney courses are well worth the price. I think they're one of the few things that it is not overpriced for what you get. Would you agree? I mean, I'm not much of a golfer. I've picked it up now, but I've truly only played on the Disney courses. And I have to say, I mean, they are very well kept. My favorite hobby is the animal scouting. While we play, you always see deer or what else have we seen? Turkeys, always turkeys. Turkeys. We've seen raccoons. We've seen gators. Well, I was, I didn't know if if that was okay to mention. Um, But we see all sorts of wildlife and that's fun. Just knowing that they've kind of conserved those areas. But I even think, For me, the rain is the biggest part of going in the fall because even in the springtime when we went, there was one day when we got rained out and it was absolutely miserable having to drive all the way back to the clubhouse. You're getting soaking wet. You didn't get to finish your game. And there's really nothing that you can do at that point because obviously they don't control the weather. And that was very unfortunate. So fall, perfect time to go. 
Yep. And the greens are still going to be in perfect shape during this time. The fairways are always great. And like we said, they take very good care of those courses. If you're looking for our favorite course, it is Lake Buena Vista course, which is the one at Saratoga Springs. But I do also really like the walking course. For whatever reason, I feel like it's very, I don't, just relaxed. It's very easygoing. And I've never played on that course and felt intimidated if you're a beginner like me. Yeah. Well, that is good to note is that all the Disney courses, the words that they use, they are family friendly, meaning that they're available for all skill levels. Now, that doesn't mean that the ranger might come and say, you need to pick it up a little bit. Your pace of play. But there is not going to be any sort of, you know, repercussions or intimidation or anything like that if you are hacking your way around like we do. (laughs) All right, number four. This is kind of the opposite of golf where you're being active. But number four is you got to eat the comfort foods. There's a lot of really good Disney food that you absolutely do not want to eat in the middle of the summer where you purposely have to wait until it's fall. I'm thinking things that are going to stick to your ribs, barbecue. So you got flame tree, you have polite pig, just any of the all you can eat kind of foods. So I'm thinking Whispering Canyon would have to fall into that list. But anything soups, anything very hot, what else comes to mind? I'm thinking chili now because we recently did that episode about Walt and his chili. But there are just some things that are better fit for fall. And I think food and wine falls into this category as well. So it does run into November. So if you're coming next couple of weeks, then you'll get to experience that. But Festival of the Holidays will start up soon and you can experience those foods. There were so many that we got during the summer, like the uh, pho from the noodle exchange booth that we said, it's probably a good dish, but I can't eat this when it's hot outside. So now that's a little bit cooler, you can get things like that and experience them and enjoy them more so. And then, yeah, like you said, this is the time of year that I think you just stuff your face full (laughs) with food because you're not just sweating uncontrollably like you are for most of the other parts of the year. And you can take it a little bit slower and go enjoy those all-you-care-to-enjoy restaurants. This is the time to do it. It really is. I was tempted to put homecoming on this list of recommendations for fall food, but I don't I don't know. It almost seems like a summery place. Maybe it's the colors that they use. It is very bright and airy. I also think we probably put homecoming on every list, so that's why I was also trying to think a little bit outside the box. I wish I could I mean food and wine festival food, I agree, is a great example because they have a lot of those heavy things. I I remember when we went through the menus together, it's a lot of meats, <laughs> which is kind of funny, or the melted cheeses at a couple different booths if you're doing the Emile's fromage montage. Yeah. It sounds funny to say it out loud. But all of that, definitely more so enjoyable when you're not sweating profusely. Yep. Liberty Tree Tavern could also be on this list. Somewhere That's a good to one. Go. Garden Grill. If you are the kind of person who partakes in eating a turkey leg, I feel like you cannot, <laughs> it is wrong to eat a turkey leg in the middle of summer. Is it ever the right time to eat a turkey leg? 
more so in the fall than in the middle of than in July. Now I may make some enemies on this, but I think the only time you should eat a turkey leg is if you're at a Renaissance fair. That's the only time that I think I would ever crave a turkey leg. And we've never been to a Renaissance fair. Correct. <laughs> Hence why I've never had a turkey leg. That's fair enough. I don't know if that's a wrong accusation. Yeah. But uh, we need like a just a soup restaurant. I know. I'm trying to think of like a good soup. I know back in the France Pavilion, they have like a, a lobster bisque. I thought you were going to try to sneak in your lobster bisque from the boathouse that you always talk about. I could. It's a soup. It's the perfect time. Although that does feel a little more summery. How do you feel about somewhere like Cape May Cafe? Does seafood go with fall to you? No. You think seafood's a summer food? Absolutely. See, I don't know. Like lobster and crab, it kind of makes me feel... A little think, fallish. But I feel like that's just because we've never been in a place or lived in a place with those kind of foods. So we associate those foods with northern states like Massachusetts, uh, Maine. Maine. And because they have fall and we don't, that makes us think it. But I just don't think that's the case. Fair enough. Number five. This is something we haven't done, but it's had been on our list of things to do for a while, quite a while. And that is to rent a boat from one of the marinas. So there's a couple of different things that you can do. You can just rent boats by the hour. So you can rent a pontoon boat and go take it out for however long you want to. You could also do a fishing excursion where a guide goes out with you and they provide the tackle and the rods and reels and everything that you need. But you can also do something like a fireworks cruise, which now they have a couple different options for that. One is the less expensive option of just going out on the ferry boat now to watch Enchantment in the middle of Seven Seas Lagoon. But you can also rent pontoon boats where you have a guide and they do those in Seven Seas Lagoon for Enchantment or now in Epcot for Harmonious. And that one leaves from Boardwalk. We saw it leaving the other night. I think they've always done that, though. Oh, I remember well, I for like kite, not kite tails. Oh, God. <laughs> What's the one? Uh, Epcot Forever. I'm pretty sure I remember seeing like on one of those first nights when we went, when it was brand new, the different pontoon boats. To me, we've never been big boating people. So this might be a good intro to boating. But will they just let anyone rent one? Or do you have to take a test or something? I think it's one of those things like if you do a jet ski rental, you have to take the little 10 minute test yeah. to get a one day boating license. If you don't already have one, I think that's how it works. So, yeah, but they have smaller, they have like little, uh, what are they called? Like hobby cat boats. They have those at the Polynesian. They're just little two-seater boats, easy to drive. But you can even go over to the Swan and Dolphin. And do the paddle boats. Yeah. We could do a paddle boat. Which, to me, this is the time of year to do that. A lot of people want to do that in the summer. That's a big heck no, especially for someone as pale as me. I feel like that's a big fight starter. Can you imagine being stuck in the middle of the lake and being hot and done? faster. Yeah, that's asking for a fight. I do think the fireworks cruise, though, does sound really fun. I don't know if that's the way that you should see Enchantment for the first time, just because you're not going to be able to see the projections, but maybe a good second or third time if you're just looking for something different on your vacation and you're not trying to brave the crowds, 
you know, three separate times or two different nights. Yeah. Well, and them doing it on the ferry boat is a brand new thing. And I think that's a pretty cool offering. It is pretty cool. There aren't, are there desserts involved? Did you say, do you know? I don't know. Let me look it what up. What kind of food's involved? You go to next on our list and then, or if you have any more on boats and then I'll report back on ferry boats. Boats just make me think of boathouse, which makes me think lobster bisque. It all comes <laughs> back to lobster bisque for you. Always. But we can move on to our number six item on the list, which is some sort of coffee tour. Now, I will say Brendan and I tried to do this in Epcot. And if you are interested in an around the world coffee tour or just a Disney coffee tour, you probably need to do more research than we did because we went into it thinking, oh, when Epcot opens, so will all of these cool places around World Showcase. And we quickly learned that that was not the case. So if you do want to do this, do some research. But a couple stand out to me. We love, love, love the little coffee shop and bakery at the Riviera Resort. So I would put that on the list. Le Petit Cafe. It's amazing. Um, what else would I put on the list? You, We had the Viking coffee from Norway. It's pretty good. It was pretty good. I That's would try it again. That's a summer one, though, I think. Well, because, because it's, it's iced, but do they have a hot version? I would be willing to bet there's also a hot version. Probably so. We probably just didn't get it because it was summer. But just a hot coffee, walking around, sharing it. You know, if you were trying to get more than just one or two, splitting it between you and someone else. I just think it's a nice way to take it slow and enjoy the nice weather. I do have the information on the ferry boat, but I don't want to stop our conversation on coffee. So just remind me to bring it back up before we move too far away from it. But this is also the time of year that I think if you can splurge for a room with a balcony, you have to. It is required by law. (laughs) You have to have your Joffrey's coffee out on the balcony. And just do it for all of us. Post it on Instagram so we can all be there in the moment with you. Tag us. Because this is the time of year. There's minimal bugs, which you get in the summer. Sometimes if you get up early enough, which we we don't. We do not. But ever. if you are able to pull your lifeless body out <laughs> of bed early enough, you can catch some early fog going on. It's just this is the time of year. You got to do it. Go out there with your robe on. You have a little blanket. Seems so nice. Hannah, little right now, is actually staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and she's been posting her coffee pictures on their Savannah View balcony, and I'm loving it for them. Now, I think that is the superior balcony. However. I don't know. I mean, that obviously, it's got to be in like the top three, but Boardwalk had a great balcony, that area, just because there is still a lot to watch. I mean, it is kind of sad if you have a balcony and you're just looking at like a parking lot. I know it happens. And a balcony is a balcony is a balcony, but it's always nice to have a view. I was going to say, I think an underrated couple ones are Saratoga and Old Key West on the golf course. Oh, that could be peaceful. I guarantee you'll see some turkeys or some deer. Mm Mm-hmm. They're fearless. They will come right up to you. Yeah. They'll just watch you golf. 
We, yeah, we've dealt with some very pesky raccoons who have very clearly been handed food directly from humans before. What was it? There was like a squirrel one time who almost jumped in the golf cart with us. Yeah, that's just Larry. (laughs) (laughs) He does that sometimes. But the deer will just stand right next to the tee box and just hang out with you. Can I share your guilty little secret about golfing and wildlife? No, well, you brought it up now. Okay. Catherine hit a turkey once. It was a complete accident. It still haunts me to this day. The turkey's fine. I'm fine. Obviously, I'm not very good, so I didn't really injure the little guy. But I did hit a turkey. I thought I could make it over them because they're just minding their business. They don't move a lot. And turns out I just didn't have it in me on that swing to make it over them. And I hit one. Like I said, he's okay. (laughs) No turkeys were harmed in Catherine's golf in that golf game. Yeah. It was pretty traumatic though. But coffee, this is the hot coffee specifically. Normally we're iced coffee people in Disney, but this is the time of year to get your hot coffee. I agree completely. So tell us about the boat. So the fairy tale, fairies and F-E-R. Uh-huh. I got gotcha. A sparkling dessert cruise. It's actually more expensive than I thought. It is $99 per person before a 10% discount for annual pass holders. So 69 Excuse me while I pick my jaw up off the ground. $99. Yeah, $69 for children ages 3 to 9. And... Ooh, for it includes a special takeaway prize. Does it include alcohol? So what do you here's get for $99? what it comes with. Uh, stellar selection of bite-sized signature treats from Kaboom Cupcakes, Rocket Burst Popcorn Push-Ups, to Red Velvet Wow Pie, and Grand Finale Key Lime Tarts. You can even build your own mousse. All this alongside a bevy of specialty drinks, either with or without alcohol, Theme to the sparkling shooting stars of the fireworks. So, so alcohol is involved. Yeah. They cut you off. <laughs> what is- I'm just saying for $99, that's really expensive. I was not expecting that at all, honestly. Because, just because, I think it would be a cool experience. And it's something that we've honestly talked about doing. Obviously, we've never looked up the price until just now. But... It's also not the, you get to see the fireworks. I'm sure they play the music, but you're not actually seeing the entire show. So I feel like they have to take that into consideration. I think the better option, which I will now look up the price for that, is the pontoon boat rental. And I think you can take like eight or 10 people. And I'm pretty sure if you split the cost, it's less expensive than $100 per person. Now that one, you'd have to bring your own food and beverage. I think they provide you like, animal crackers or something, (laughs) but you can bring your own cooler full of drinks of your own choice for that. So yeah, that the one on the ferry boat is cool, but there's also no restrooms out there. So I guess, do you think they just emphasize that? Like you have to go before we leave. Yeah. I I mean, I guess I just wonder how long is it? How long do they keep you on that ferry boat? Cause it's not like the fireworks are a long time. They're 16 minutes long. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you want your money's worth from the food and the drink. I can't imagine it'd be more than like an hour. 
Yeah. Let's see. Here on the specialty cruises for the fireworks. $400 plus tax and seats up to 10 people. Okay. So, I'm not good at math. 400 divided by 10 is 40, though, I'm pretty sure. Math checks out. (laughs) Correct. So, $40 a person. That's before gratuity. But, you know, you could all pitch in 10 bucks. Give the cast member a $100 tip. Everybody pays 50 bucks. Bring some drinks and some snacks on board, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. A $2 popcorn refill. That <laughs> is the way to go. Yeah. We did that for the first time this weekend, and I'm a changed person. I'm going to take that popcorn bucket with me everywhere. Well, it was great. There you go. $2. Next on our list is... Kind of in the same vein as coffee, but now leaning more towards the alcoholic side of things is trying some of the fall-inspired or the hot beverages that you can get, specifically in Epcot. So the two that came to mind, or three that came to mind for me, were one, if you go during Fruit of Wine, go to the Appleseed Orchard, and you can get a cider. Ciders are very fall. That's the most fall I feel like you can get. Yep. If you go later in the year and you're past food and wine, then they've done it. They did it last year. So I'd be shocked if they don't do it again this year. In the UK pavilion, they serve hottie toddies. So that'll warm you up real quick (laughs) in multiple different ways. And then you can also get the Canadian apple cocktail, which is a hidden gem. They sell it at this little popcorn cart in the Canada Pavilion where they sell the maple popcorn and it's tastes just like an apple and it's very good. Very descriptive. It has Canadian whiskey. It's sweet, but it's like, tastes like an apple. So it, is, it is a good drink, even for someone who isn't usually a big fan of, what is it, whiskey? Correct. Yeah. Canadian whiskey. Oh, you already said that. Yeah, for someone who's not a big fan of that, it is still pretty good. Can you think of any other hot cocktails that they serve around property? The only other one, it's not hot. Oh, no, no, it is hot. Mustang Coffee from Nomad Lounge. Ooh, that would be a good one. Because that supposedly is Joe Rody's favorite drink. So if you too love Joe Rody, you can channel that by going and drinking a Mustang Coffee. I've never done it because to me it sounds terrible. But, you know, to each their own. What's in it? I mean, coffee, I want to say, is it more whiskey? Here it is. It is hot coffee, butter, brown sugar, and crown royal, which that's what was escaping me before. That's the Canadian whiskey that's in the <laughs> crown apple. But Butter? Yep. Ooh. And it is $13 from either Tiffin's or Nomad Lounge. Butter. I think that's throwing me off more than anything. I mean, it must be good if Joe likes it, but maybe someday you'll have to try it for both of us. That's definitely a fall type drink. Oh, absolutely. And they have such a nice little porch there. Wow. That would be perfect. So number eight. Number eight is something that we've never done before, but whenever we would vacation, I would be so envious that we didn't think about it is that you have to decorate your door 
or your window or your hotel room to fit the season. I was always so jealous of people who remembered their little window clings or banners, balloons, whatever it might be. I think that's just a fun way to celebrate in your room and you can do it ahead of time. You don't have to spend like Disney money doing it. You know, you don't have to pay Disney for their stuff, but it's just fun and it's fun to look at for everybody else. Yeah. So hang up some Christmas lights or put a little tree in the window if you're coming during Christmas time or for Halloween, put something spooky up there. And I think it, like you said, it just makes your stay much more enjoyable, makes it a little bit more festive. I think we have to remember this, this this feeling of feeling left out. Whenever we go on our first Disney cruise, we're going to have to get the magnets to put onto our stateroom door and decorate that way. Now, oh. We're going in the summer, so we'll just be like Disney themed, I guess. Yeah, it'll have to be like summer themed or something. I also think that people might do it so that they remember where their room is. Well, that's possible. <laughs> I've always thought that. Not on, not just on the cruise, though. Like, even at the resort. If you've had a couple Mustang coffees and hottie toddies, then you need all the help you can get. Yeah, you might have to, like, leave a trail or something for yourself. Like, some candy corn. But, yeah. Decorate your room. I think it'd be fun. Number nine is something that I think a lot of people skip out on when they're on vacation, and probably rightfully so, but I do think there's a slower pace that comes with being here in the fall, and you maybe have someone in your family who is not happy about not being on their couch for Saturday and Sunday and being able to watch football. And I think watching football, a football game in Disney, is a pretty cool experience. Now, we wish ESPN Zone was opened up because that is the best place to watch a game However, CityWorks is a worthy replacement. They have tons of TVs in there. We're actually in there just today on Football Sunday, and the Jags and Dolphins were playing, so two Florida teams. There were quite a few football fans there watching that game. That was the London game, so it was on very early. And then when we were leaving, the 1 o'clock games were starting to start, and you saw people piling in wearing their Bears and Packers and Patriots gear and watching the game and trying to find other people who were watching the same game as you to either heckle them or to <laughs> band together. But I don't know. You're not a football fan, but do you think it'd still be fun? I think there's ways to do it that are enjoyable for the entire family. So again, it's something that like when we would come down with my dad, like we even made fun of him one time for it, for opting to watch a football game versus going to the park with us specifically that night it was to go to rise of the resistance for the first time. And I don't know if we'll ever let that go, but I do think that there are some really cool spots around Disney property where you can still get the Disney experience that you're looking for, but also squeeze in that must see football game. So the one that stood out to me would be like a geyser point or something where maybe they don't have a ton of TVs but you can relax, get comfortable. Again, Geyser Point, Wilderness Lodge, all of that just feels so fall being outside that they would definitely change the channel for you. And it seems like the perfect spot. I would agree with that. Geyser Point would be an excellent one. 
I'm trying to think if there's anywhere else. Rick's at Coronado Springs is a sports bar. Mm -hmm. However, I don't think it fits the fall theme because it's indoors. Fall, we got to be outdoors. Yeah, at least City Works does have a patio where they can open up the windows and everything and let in that fresh, crisp air, if that's what we want to call it. Oh, it's so so glorious. (laughs) It's going to be so great. I'm just giving it like maybe two more weeks, and I think it's going to be perfect. Number 10 on our list. The last thing that we have is, again, with the at hotel recreation, movies on the lawn. Fall seems like the absolute best time. Again, less bugs, which typically aren't a huge problem on Disney property. But if you're staying somewhere where there are lakes or water involved, you know that there's always bugs. It's going to be cooler outside. You don't have to worry about rain. You could have a little blanket or something that you lay out with some snacks. And it's going to be a good, just kind of relaxing way to end your night. Yeah, so the couple ones that stand out to me that have excellent little makeshift theaters that they set up are the Boardwalk, I think, has an excellent theater that they set up on their little artificial grass right outside of the lobby. And then also Coronado Springs, right behind Destino Tower. That's where they set up their movie screen and Mm -hmm. get to watch it sitting on the artificial lawn, which I think is... Preferable than sitting on real grass or sand or whatever. Oh, definitely preferential over sand. That would be terrible. But I do think this is something that you can squeeze into any trip because just like the s'mores, they do this just about every night. A lot of times they'll do them at the pool if it's the summer. So I'm not sure. Like I know at the all-star sports and things like that, they usually have a a projection at the pool. I'm not sure if that's still how they do it in the fall or in the winter months. But I think it's just fun. It's better than sitting in your hotel room and watching a movie. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. So any other honorable mentions that you thought of that you things that you need to do in fall in Walt Disney World besides go to Disneyland? Oh, my gosh. I wish that there was some sort of overlay or something that they were doing that we could throw out there. Um, I mean, I guess just like Haunted Mansion could kind of get you in the Halloween fall feeling if you're looking for a ride. That's probably the one that I would pick. I would also say a lot of those outdoor rides that are kind of miserable to wait for during the summer. So things like Dumbo or Astro Orbiter, this is the time of year to do them. I would also throw the Liberty Bell into that category. I think it fits. Tom Sawyer's Island. Yeah. You can go explore that. Yeah. I've never done that, that, but I would like to. And then Animal Kingdom is just such a much more enjoyable experience when it's not the surface of the sun. Oh my gosh. And what a dream it would be if I got to see an animal playing with some sort of pumpkin toy. I think I would lose my mind. I thought you were going to say marbles, lose my marbles. Oh, that too. I would lose my marbles. That was the. Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom show, right? Where they gave the tigers pumpkins to play with. Uh Uh-huh. And I think they do it with lots of animals. I mean, I'm sure lions deserve pumpkins too. I think the gorillas got some pumpkins. I mean, that would be so fun. I would love that. I would almost be scared the gorillas would throw them at each other though. Well, they might. They're a little mischievous. Those little teenagers, they are 
they are they get into a lot of stuff. They do. Do you think elephants get pumpkins? Probably. They might like pumpkins. I think elephants like enrichment. They do. You know that from your time playing Zoo Tycoon. Um, I was actually a zoo teen at the Nashville Zoo, Brendan, so I know a lot about animals. I didn't realize I was talking to an expert. You are, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Anything else for fall come to mind? No, I don't think so. Yeah. So we do think this is a wonderful time of year to come and experience the parks. A little bit cooler weather. You can, if you time it right, you might be able to see Halloween and Christmas decorations. A little bit less so this year since they're focusing on the 50th more so than anything. But you could come right now and you can see Christmas decorations at Hollywood Studios because they've... Stop it. They've already... Stop. They jumped the gun. No. I can't even let you finish that sentence. I wonder why they chose to do that. That just seemed random. It's almost like they sent out a memo and they're like, hey, on November... 16th let's put them up and and someone misread it yeah maybe it was a typo yeah i don't know it just seems odd but they're up gertie doesn't have her santa hat yet though so we can't start celebrating the season well yeah if gertie ends up with a how with a santa hat before halloween we're gonna have some problems no we're gonna celebrate you would celebrate yeah gertie needs uh attire year round we did talk about how she would be really cute with a little witch's hat or something for Halloween. Yeah. But. So I think that's going to do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed our list of 10 things to enjoy in the fall and early winter, maybe at Walt Disney world. If you are looking to book a trip and experience the cooler weather and everything that Disney world has to offer, reach out to our friend Hannah little with creating magic vacations you can reach her at detourtoneverland.com slash little bit of Disney, or just scroll down and get that link in the show notes, and it will take you directly there. And, or you can always just message us, and we'll be happy to connect you over with Hannah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you can join us on Thursday, and we will chat with you real soon. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.